and welcome once again to planet Earth. Today we will venture off into the exotic life of a bartender named Ron Bizzlejuice. Mr. Sauce is rarely seen outside of a bar or his house. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but when he is, he's usually got a nice pair of shoes on and nothing else. I always wear a watch so you know what time it is. All right. Welcome to another episode of Burbeck and Garretson, where today we're going to break down. Well, I think we tried to get into the where we're from and the name of the show before, but we never really elaborated that much. So we're going to break it down one time. Brother nine nine. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys. So, I think what we wanted to talk about was your guys's growing up and what were some, like, I just want you guys to explain your growing up and then we can see what were some similarities and differences of growing up on Burbeck versus growing up on Garretson. Okay. Sasha, you want to go first since you're my elder? <laughs> <laughs> growing up... Um, start young. Start young. Mm -hmm. We were uh, we were kind of poor. I didn't know we were poor. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I had a I had a pretty good um, upbringing. I thought you know like we uh, we played in the street. You know, uh, fucking went exploring. We lived right by Bart, so at a young age. I was jumping on BART like at a young age, going to Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco. I, I mean, at a really young age with the neighborhood kids, we like uh, <laughs> we had these Hawaiian neighbors, and for some reason they had hella like packs of um, um, flower seeds. You know, like you would plant in a garden or whatever. They were flower seed. They were like a pack. Like yeah, you know, like you buy at like the hardware store. Do they shit? still even sell yeah, that kind they, of shit? They do, but it's not. I, I mean, I don't even know. Do you know anybody who buys stuff like that no, anymore? No, not at all. Maybe like old gardeners or something. Um, but yeah, so and we would like go door to door, sell those. We would like uh, mow lawns, whatever. We, you know, collect all our money. We'd buy fucking candy and shit. Um, How old are you talking about right now? Oh, I'm talking about five, six, seven. Oh wow, up you were mowing lawns. What's that? You were mowing lawns. At well, I was doing what I could, you know. But we were different back then. Like a seven-year-old's. Like, today's seven-year-old and the seven-year-old, I was two totally different kinds of human being. Right. Like, I was doing shit. Um, like, we would, yeah, we would do that stuff. We'd jump on the bar and end up on Market Street in San Francisco and... Bunch of little kids riding BART to the city and shit. That was before they let you take a bicycle on BART. You couldn't even do that back then. Um, but, uh, I don't know, it was... Uh, and then as I got older, um, you know, I started seeing what was happening, what was really happening in the neighborhood and wanted to become a part of it. Like, um, the drugs and the, the nice cars and Harleys and... And what age did you start seeing that? Eight. Eight is when I realized, like, what the fuck I was. Right, but growing up... So it was probably all around you, but at eight, you started, like, eight, paying I attention fucking, to yeah, that there was stuff. This, and a it, white man moved into the neighborhood, which, where I'm from, there, there was, like, we were white, and, like, we had some neighbors across the street that were white, but they didn't come outside. Like, they, I don't know, I, we didn't see, you know, we waved to them or whatever the fuck, but uh, they weren't a part of it. And um, a white man, his name was Ken Andrews. He moved into the neighborhood. This motherfucker... He was tatted up. He had yokes. He was, uh, he would, I think he washed his bike every day in front of his house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so fucking, you know, I was like, fuck, you know, I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to be. You know what I mean? Like a tattooed up white. Motorcycle washer. Motorcycle washer, yeah. And fucking, um, it was just like, and then it just got deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, fucking. Well, I got my first tattoo when I was eight. Holy shit. My brother made a fucking homemade fucking gun out of a, those little motors from uh, from Radio Shack. They were realistic. They were these little motors. He also fucking 
He also put these little motors on like uh, model cars, like of 64 Impalas and shit, and gave the fucking car hydraulics. <laughs> nice. With switches and everything, like that ran from the car. To, you know, it was fucking, it was a trip. But yeah, that's... um. So within yeah. your household, you weren't really around drugs, but no. outside, your neighborhood is where you see Right, it. my parents were strictly against drugs. My parents never done drugs. Okay. And uh, But the first time I smoked weed, I was eight. Same me, I was in third grade, Mrs. Elman's class. Uh, I know it. I smoked it with a neighbor. And you're, you're getting this and seeing this because of the neighborhood you live in. Yeah. Yeah, at eight years old, I, I started to know, you know. That you like that lifestyle. Fuck yeah. You like the they drugs. They have no riders and, and fucking Harleys and... Cool cars and motorcycles and shit. Bitches coming through. So did you hide this from your parents for a long time? Hide what? They saw it too. Like you doing... But you doing it. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like when I smoked weed? Mm-hmm. Oh, my dad would have kicked the fuck out of me. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I fucking... Yeah, I hit it. Well, the... the like... Like, I, I got a tattoo between my thumb and my fucking forefinger on my left hand. And uh, my mom, back they, they were busy. They didn't have time to, like... Check your fingers. <laughs> yeah, search our bodies for fucking little fucking R's or whatever the fuck I got tattooed on me. So, uh, yeah, and then it just, like I said, it just progressed and fucking... Fucking drugs and the fucking... I achieved my goal. <laughs> okay. And then some. So that's Burbeck's take on his growing up till around, like, what, the age of, like, 11, probably, is what you just kind of went over. That's the young childhood on Burbeck. Yeah, no, yeah, and I had sex when I was 12. Why did you wait so long? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what about Gerritsen? What was it like for you? Gerritsen was different than Burbeck. What did you see? um, I, I would say my neighborhood was different kind of like size of town i guess but yeah garrison like the hill in rodeo was i'd say mostly a white neighborhood and what did i say i said my parents ran that shit (laughs) yeah no garrison was like we felt like that was our little neighborhood you know were there I, drugs throughout your neighborhood a lot? Like Ron was drugs were like, in a motherfucking house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't have to go out of the neighborhood to get the drugs. The the yeah, the neighborhood came to our house for the drugs. <laughs> so was it kind of like almost reverse? Like your household was more drugs, but your neighborhood on yeah. the outside looked more just like a typical. Yeah, kind of like Rodale was nicer back then. Now it's kind of ran down and looks terrible when you drive through it. But it looked cool back then. But I wasn't, at the same time, man, my dad didn't, like, even though they were in the game, they weren't letting that shit, like, we couldn't, um, I wasn't even aware, you know, I was aware of certain things. I definitely understood that it wasn't a normal lifestyle, what was going on, and as a young person, you you can't really put it together, what's going on, but my dad didn't, he, he made sure that the home was like, uh, I guess like kind of like he kept the the dumb shit away, right? It wasn't until he moved out where it wasn't hidden as much. And I probably was like eight or so when him and my mom separated. And I mean, I knew prior to that, that it was different, man. The people that we had come around and everything, it was a, it was just a different lifestyle than most people have. When do you think you realized like ron how ron was saying um that it was drugs and so yeah like that was like a part of your lifestyle like when did you start realizing what that was well i was i was kind of opposite of ron to where he was attracted to that lifestyle i when i started getting a little older i didn't want anything to do with that lifestyle once once i knew what was going on just because it it uh I don't know, man. I didn't want to be known as a drug dealer. I didn't want to um, have that, that... Were you embarrassed? Yeah, to a certain extent. It's funny, man. Me and my brother talk about this. And we have, like, uh, me and Maddie's kind of... Uh, it, it's crazy how two people are really close in age, man. We're only a year and a half apart. But our, uh, like, interpretation or perception of how of our world back then he he kind of embraced it 
and I didn't like it. He was kind of proud of it and wanted that image to where I wanted to, I didn't want that image. I wanted to go to college and be a good kid. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> it, didn't, it, didn't like, it didn't last that long, man. It, you know, I don't, I don't know. I hung out with like, uh, I hung out with some smart kids and, you know, I, I did good in school when I applied myself, but you know, when you're around that, when you're surrounded around that, that stuff constantly, it's hard to, to resist certain temptations or, or to not just at some point kind of give in and accept your, your circumstances, especially when you're super young, it's not like you could do a whole lot about that to change it. So, you know what I was embarrassed about growing up and this is so fucking stupid. Um, like my dad always had a vegetable garden. I mean, a nice size fucking vegetable garden, bro. Like, you know, in the middle of the hood, like in our backyard, we had this huge garden. In fact, when we got a little bit older, we used to all say like meet at the garden and we'd get high and drink and fucking listen to music over there. But uh, like people would come over or my dad would give me a bag of fucking green beans or something and say, go give this to the neighbors. And it kind of embarrassed me like, because I didn't think nobody really wanted that shit because I wasn't interested in it, you know, probably. And, and so I thought that other people like... Or like you couldn't afford the good stuff from the store. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then like... But you like today, if somebody bought, brought me a bag of fucking fresh green beans to the house, I would be juiced. Right, and right. I'm, I'm sure they were too back then, but I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Because I didn't give a fuck about a bag of. Fresh I wonder green if they. Beans. I wonder if they really even were like like other. I mean, they might have liked it because you know not everybody had money back then, so I'm sure they were happy to be getting some right. free food. Oh, but, I'm sure. And but, then, but see, I couldn't see it that way because I thought. Fruits, vegetables, and shit. Growing it at home. Like, yeah, yeah, I thought we were like... You're, we're, we're so broke, we gotta grow this yeah, shit Yeah, exactly, home. man, exactly. Like, we were some fucking... And then I remember, man, my dad, he would uh, he would go fishing, and I guess they didn't have limits on how many fish you could catch back then, because this motherfucker would come back, and the whole fucking... The floor of his pickup truck in the back would be fucking... I mean, you couldn't even see the floor. It'd be full of fucking fish. And he'd have me go knock on people's door when he got home and say, hey, look, come grab some fish. You know what I mean? I mean, the motherfucker had like, I swear to God, it was 50, 60, maybe more fishes in that motherfucker. And I would like go to all the people and, and they would come out and get they free was, fish. They was liking that? Yeah, I, I, I believe they did. Because yeah. they came out. I mean, I didn't have to take it to them. It sounds like your dad was um, a friendly like neighborhood man. I wouldn't say that because he was a prick. <laughs> um, but uh, my dad... Yeah, kind of, yeah, he was. He was a country boy. I just couldn't picture my mom, especially my mom, or my dad, like, ever getting something and being like, let's go ask the neighbors if they want some. Maybe our family. But you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, but yeah, it was like the whole neighborhood. Uh, My dad was a trip, man. I I ain't never heard my dad sing a song. I ain't never heard my dad tell a joke. None of that kind of shit. Like, my dad was a serious dude. He was the toughest, hardest working man I ever met in my life. But he fed the neighborhood. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, fucking green beans, tomatoes. And fish? Fish. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. He, my dad never wanted to see nobody go hungry. I, for sure. And what about your mom? Was she, like, was she a neighborhood person or? My mom was more, uh. Your parents were together. Yeah, my whole life. Until Pop died. Um, uh, my mom was more of, uh, I don't know. She was like. She didn't trust motherfuckers. She was leery of everybody. She, she uh, very strict. Um, she was like a, a, she was like a mom. She was like a regular mom, you know. Like, she was a regular. She was smart. She was a regular mom. Uh, she, she tried to have you doing chores and, oh, a, fuck and yeah. a curfew and stuff like All that. All that shit. But I fucked up everything. Little badass. Oh, dude, I wouldn't come home. I was just. At what point, at what age did you, like, really start fucking up? Mm. Oh, fucking, probably 15, 16, I got a girl pregnant. Damn. Yeah, 15, 16, I think I was 15 when I knocked her up, 16 when the child was born. So. Dude, I know your mom was ready to wring your neck behind her. You know what she said? I'll never forget it, bro. She said, uh, only when I told her, she, uh, she said, 
I'm disappointed in you. Dude, I wish you would have whooped my ass, put me on restriction, punishment, whatever you call it. Because that hurt way more. I would have took the ass whooping. But she told me she was disappointed in me. But that only lasted a little while, man, before I was, you know, I didn't shit. And then that's when my my drug addiction started blossoming. <laughs> uh, it was about 16. Coming just, into fruition. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it started to become like an everyday thing, you know. And then by my early 20s, I was full blown. Okay, Gerritsen, how was your, like, he kind of explained how his dad was growing up. How was your dad? And then we'll get into your mom. Oh, man, my dad was uh, like an intimidating character, man. He was like bigger in life. As a little kid, it, it's it's like hard to describe to people what it's like to have a dad like that. It's weird, man. He's, he was, you know, this kind of buff dude. He had, you know, gone to the joint and all that shit. But his, he had like this deep voice too, man. So if this motherfucker raised his voice, man, I'd be like, I ain't... Like other <laughs> other kids will talk about like uh like how they push limits and this and that and you know my dad eventually when my parents separated he left but I couldn't imagine having tried to fuck with this dude at all like if he would have stayed in the house like we wouldn't I wouldn't have been pushing any limit I'd have been doing whatever he said man this dude was was a uh, intimidating dude um it, it was funny when I got. When I was older and Dev was like a younger kid living with him, you know, my, my younger brother, Dev, Smev, he was, when he, he worked in a bar, that one, that, that dude, he's not a bartender. No, fuck no. He works at a bar though. But I remember, you know, my dad was older. He had, he had Dev and Tay when he was already older. So, um, I remember he would be yelling at them and Dev would be kind of pushing, pushing the limits and shit. And I'd be like, bro, what the fuck are you doing, man? You better <laughs> knock it off. You're going to get fucked up. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking back to when I was a kid where we wouldn't fuck around with this dude, man. But yeah, when growing up in Rodeo, this, you know, he had a whole, a, a rep in the whole town. He was a, a badass dude. Um, My mom, she didn't, Neither, I don't remember, it was funny, you, you had working parents and stuff. I don't remember either one of my parents working growing up. By the time, by the time I could kind of remember, at the age where you could start remembering, I don't think my mom was working anymore at that age. Um, maybe she was, I just don't remember it. But um, yeah, neither one of them had a job. Uh, they they both just did their thing. They hustled or whatever. Um I don't remember my my mom finally got a job. She was in she was a dental assistant when uh, when I was like really young and then she started doing that again like later in life. Um she got back into it, but for years nobody worked in that damn house. Nobody had a job, but we all had work. Was she really friendly? Who my mom? Yeah, she was. Like she you had... said your dad was really intimidating like Oh, shit, my mom could be intimidating, too, when she lost her mind. She'd be going crazy on fools. She'd go crazy on us kids if we pushed her buttons too much. But, uh, yeah, she, I mean, not too many people could be like how my dad was. That shit was next level, man. The, the, the one if, uh, experience, you know, that I, that I, I, I never met your father. Yeah, I, w I wish you would have, man. That should uh, be funny. <laughs> I, well, I know he'd have got a kick out of you and your sense of humor, man. But just so you could kind of, he was funny too, man. Was you, he? Yeah, I don't picture your dad being funny. Well, like if you look at him, man, you know he's he's kind of like this intimidating big character. You know what I mean? And he with this reputation and all that. But if if he liked you, he was gonna. He was a charismatic dude, man. He could, yeah. He he would. Uh, you'd have a good time with them. So he, I, the one the one time that I spent time with your mom, I believe it was the Leonard Skinner concert where me and you beat that fucking dude up. Yeah. Um. But uh, I remember after we did that, we were we were on some type of fucking trolley, or something. And I was sitting across from Marty, and she. And she looked at me and she said, you're crazy. <laughs> and, it, and it really caught me off guard because this woman right here is calling me fucking crazy. And her son is Maddie Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I found 
I am? Yeah, like it kind of caught me off, you know. But uh, she was, uh, I think she, she was sick. Was she sick at that I'm trying time? to re remember. I think she was. She had a wig on. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. Did she? And, uh, but she was sweet as pie, man. And uh, yeah, she was beautiful. Even even sick, she was beautiful. I remember that. Yeah, we have some old pictures of them, man. Especially together. Maddie has like a few old ones, man. And that that is a cool looking couple. It's pretty cool, man. Like a seventies couple, like one of those type of. Like she had, the, did she have the the feathered hair? Kind of, yeah, the yeah. They, I call that the Elsa Brandy feather. The old feather, man. The old feather. Okay, so we have Burbeck, who grew up with drugs in his neighborhood, no drugs at home, yeah. parents together, and then we have Garretson, where you're dealing with drugs at home, not in the neighborhood, and no, your parents. No, they're in the neighborhood, too, but, oh. yeah. But both. Yeah, both. You're getting your drugs probably from home. What age did you start doing drugs? I didn't get into, uh, I can't say, like, I, I didn't start doing anything on, like, a regular basis until I was in my teens. Why'd you wait so late? Yeah. <laughs> Throwing that back at me a little bit. <laughs> now, I smoked weed. You know what? I tried oh, it. How did you first smoke weed, Jerry? Uh, well, I don't know, man. Like, getting high, I wasn't till a teenager. Like, still on one of my dad's roaches or something and, and just trying to smoke it. I was young, man. Probably, like, eight or nine. We were, I remember it. I remember we were out camping and there were these little roaches all over from my dad and his friends and shit. And at this point, you know, I'd already tried cigarettes and cigarettes are terrible. Especially when you're a kid, you smoke those things and you're like, how in the fuck does anybody smoke this shit? It's terrible. So I'd already tried that, but um, there were these roaches all around camp, you know, and I liked the smell of it as a kid. That fucking weed has always smelled good to me. So I got one of these little roaches and, and I you know, took a hit or two, I don't remember, but I remember the first thing I thought was, this shit is way better than a cigarette. <laughs> it's, it doesn't, you know, hurt as much or whatever when you're trying to smoke it. You know but, what's funny is, like, I smoke cigarettes. You know the first time I smoked a cigarette? I, I was 32 fucking years old. Wow! I didn't smoke All that other shit you're doing hella young, you don't touch a cigarette till you're 32. I remember one time, like, uh, I went to, like, the neighborhood store, and I, uh, I told the guy behind the counter, my mom wanted to sent me here to buy a pack of cigarettes. And back then, yeah. this was the 70s, so he was like, they were good kid, with that. what kind you want? And I, only thing I'd seen in the neighborhood was Newports. <laughs> and so I bought a pack of Newports. I took a fucking drag off that cigarette and threw the motherfuckers away. Yeah. It was horrible. They're terrible, man. So what? I used cigarettes to get me off pot. Damn. Because I needed something to do while I was driving. Yeah. Like I would smoke weed and, you know... Ride and get high, and uh, fucking. But yeah. so, why did you want to stop smoking weed bad enough to? I started getting fucking annoyed. The weed started. Oh yeah. Oh two. It was oh two. I was thirty two years old. Fucking, um, pot started getting really good. Yeah. Like with the, the way the, too. The yeah. cannabis clubs were coming yeah. out, and fucking the weed was getting really good, and it fucked with me. Like it made me get. I, I thought every bad thing I ever done, they know. They're gonna come. Yeah. You know, I got fucking real fucking noited out by it. And fucking, so I just stopped. Did you ever go to one of the clubs when they first started opening? I, I, I didn't go to a club until probably fucking, probably about shit, I wanna say eight, nine years ago. And it wasn't for me. I wasn't yeah. buying no pot. I just went with the guy and he was buying like clones and fucking. He bought like a few different weird, you know how they have fucking weird names for weed, like yeah, yeah, all whatever the, the fuck, cat piss, yeah, blue fucking whatever the fuck, Urkel. you know, but whatever yeah. the hell it is. And it was like fucking Macy's of marijuana. They had a clothing section, a, a clone section, a fucking where you. It was like a bank. You fucking go up to the <laughs> it, teller and you get like a fucking ounce of whatever the fuck. And if you've never been in one, your first time going in there is kind it of it was a, it was Harbor. It was hard. In oh, Oakland. is that I love that one. That, really? That, yeah. That's yeah, a, because it's hella clean, right? You yeah, go in there like, and it's I like think a it was nice. A bank maybe at one time because the counter was set up like a fucking. You're talking bank. about Harbor Side, right? Harbor Side, yeah, yeah. right there in Oakland. I'm yeah, clear. you know how it's kind of clean. You go up in there, man. All their their little shelves, everything. It just looks good. Yeah, when it you looked go like in a there. fucking like Macy's or a fucking yeah. bank or some shit. But yeah, that was my first time. I got a uh, a cannabis card. Like in the late 90s or something. I can't remember the exact date. 
Um, I don't, yeah, late 90s, maybe even early 2000s. It was probably the early 2000s. Well, I don't fucking know. When yeah, somewhere. Stores open up? I don't know. But it was like one of the first first couple of ones over there in uh, Berkeley or Oakland. I can't remember where. But I remember the first time going into that, man, and just blow, it blew my mind. Because, you know, I'm at this point in time, I've already been to jail. Everybody's been to fucking jail in my family, prison, whatever. <laughs> They're always after us for drugs, you know, and then I go up in this place and they're just, you, you know, weed is like nowadays people don't think about it like it was 20 years ago. Maybe, no, maybe, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like back then you could get popped for weed and go like, illegal, illegal. I was like, man, there ain't no way that I could just walk up in here and buy some weed. Yeah, like, like they're going to let me do this, yeah, man. Heard, that's the kind of, I was kind of blown away by it too. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and imagine then. Imagine 20 years ago going to do... You think in another 20 years you'll be able to walk in and buy fucking... Heroin. Store, right? Yeah, yeah. Heroin, heroin and coke. They... Cocaine got a bunch of different names to it. That <laughs> <laughs> fish scale. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we're the only state fucking crazy enough to... Put in a, a law to whatever Florida? to approve. Florida's a weird fucking, I don't know if they're crazy, but they're definitely a weird fucking state. Yeah, I think Florida. That's where the uh, bath salt face eating person came from. The Florida man. <laughs> you ever seen, there's a TV show, man, where this dude's like describing, uh, I don't know, it's, it's funny, man. He's talking about how all these random stories, when it happens in Florida, they'll just describe him as the Florida man. Oh, yeah, Florida's fucking weird. I wonder if they're as bad as... In, I, fucking I don't, Oregon, I hear that fucking drugs are fucking weird. Oh my God, I saw some videos of Portland. Portland's a mess. Dude, it was just that bum shit. It's like the... It, it's just like over our little bum villages we're having. It's like taking over areas of Portland and it's just the sides of the freeway and... Oh my fucking God, we gross. were in the city, dude. We're in the city the other day. Um, This was just this past weekend, bro. And we're driving through the Tenderloin... To, you know, head towards the freeway, we're on our way out, and, and they got, bro, that shit, these streets are just, I don't think it's probably as bad as that Skid Row shit down in LA. That's fucked up. But this shit is terrible, dude. The the streets are just lying. It looks like the zombie, the start of the zombie apocalypse. We pull up to a stop sign. It's like the thriller video that you're scared yeah, of. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> even worse. Even worse, if you could believe it. We pull up to the stoplight, and Lil looks over, and she's like, that guy's just shooting up just right there on the street. I look over, and I'm like... You mean the dude smoking the heroin off the foil? She's like, nah, the dude right behind him is actually, you know, shooting it up. And I look over, he's just shooting it right openly, man, just right on the street. I, am, I not, am I not in touch with the streets out there in the city enough? To, <laughs> like, that's just what's cool to do out in the open now? You don't, you don't even fucking try to hide behind anything? You just openly inject your fucking shit right on the street? Man, that's it's crazy. I've ever got my life was in the tenderloin. The what? The best knockout I ever got in my life. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yes. Outside of a strip club, it was beautiful. Beautiful night. It's very memorable. Very memorable. You remember what the stars in the sky look like? No, but he probably does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, kind of going into this topic. Um, I know we got into it last week, but we weren't recording. And some viewers wanted to hear your guys' opinions on... Oh, no. STDs, sexually transmitted diseases. Wow. STDs. <laughs> STDs, they've all been eradicated and gone away. Nobody gets them anymore. Really? <laughs> no, he's lying. Because we talked to someone that works at a call center, and she said that she gets calls about them all the time. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Chlamydia. Chlamydia is running rampant through yeah. our community. It's you don't have to worry about COVID anymore. There's an outbreak of chlamydia. <laughs> Except, what was the one that you and uh, Maria were talking about that you guys said has gone away? Oh yeah, crabs. crabs. They said because so many people shave all their body hair now that crab. I, I, I wonder I if that's true. No, I don't think it is because I thought I remembered. Like I told you, my fucking neighbor would like at least twice like. As a make you kid, go buy. <laughs> make me go buy. Well, he didn't make me. He gave me five dollars. And when you're like eight years old, yeah, and some you know older dude giving you fucking five bucks to go in and buy medicine for crabs, you don't give a. You're fuck. thinking you're it's just, a great deal. Oh, it like was a I'll great go buy deal. this. Great deal. 
And yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I don't think you need them. I don't think you need pubic hair to fucking, you Man, know, to dude, I, I heard it. I heard it recently. I don't, I don't know. Well, it says if you already have it, shaving will make it feel better, but it won't get rid of it. See? And you could get them even if it's not. So even though it ain't sexual. getting rid of it, I think it's probably, you know, back then, man, you had the 1970s. Oh, yeah, bush. You, that 70s bush. You ain't never you getting rid of that thing. You got them back then. For real. They, crawling. They're over everything you own. Right. Yeah. You ever had crabs, Jay? No, negative Ghost Rider. Yeah, I never had crabs. I don't believe I did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do you want to hear that story? Which one? So, uh... <laughs> Do we want to I had this roommate, <laughs> really good friend of mine, Jessica. Hi, Jess. <laughs> but one time, man, you know, I was... I, I told you, I done... I done... I've had sex more than a few times. And one time, man, fucking... I thought I had herpes, man. And fucking... So I fucking got all fucking weird, man. And I fucking called my roommate, Jessica, and I'm like... Jess, Jess, I think I got herpes, man. You got to look at this. She's like, I don't want to fucking look at it. I'm like, Jess, you got to fucking look at it. Fucking, I, so I whip my wiener out and she looks at it. She's like, that's not fucking herpes. That's like a rug burn. You know, from, yeah, from, from friction. Too, from whatever. too much from too friction much. or something. Right. And fucking, I thought I had fucking herpes. I was relieved that I didn't. How did you get all that friction from two minutes of sex? I would have two minutes, lots of time. <laughs> I, I'm curious about who wanted us to talk about STDs. It was anonymous. Do you think they wanted help? With Probably, theirs? yeah. They wanted us to guess who they it like was and then reach out to them. Do you want to start guessing names? No, no. <laughs> we don't want to offend our one fan. Yeah, you want to offend But yeah, so I, it, it's funny. When we tried to... So we tried to talk about this and our episode got hijacked by our party we was having. But it was funny. I started wondering, like, legitimately, because it's like, you know, back in the day, man, somebody would get something every now and then, or you would hear somebody had some shit would go around. You tease them. Right. Does that, I feel like, I don't hear that anymore. You don't hear, like, some shit, one of the homies got some shit, and, or some well, girls, we're, we're some girls been now. passing that shit. Is that we're it? older now. Yeah, I'm sure, like, you know, the younger Well, but you know what's kind of weird? Don't you feel like now, like, I feel like nowadays people... Maybe this is like a a misconception on my part or something. I feel like people have way more sex now. The internet, all the dating things, like hookup culture. Yeah, but you got so much stuff other you know, out there. I mean, you could probably like, I'm sure jerking off percentages have gone up immensely since. Oh, be just because of access to porn. Yes, I mean, we, you know, not that I ever. No, watched not that, that stuff. Right. You think that. I don't know, man. It's any, it's so yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we're not I think around. We're out of touch. It's not true, you bro. You work to the scene. You work at a bar, bro. Your profession's me. number three on putting the fucking smackdown. Right, you're right about that. But yeah. Well, I, I guess yeah. I guess my fucking touch you're, with the the streets on the venereal disease. Right, you're out of touch with STDs. You're yeah, not in, in to, close contact. Yeah. You're not uh, in close contact with with chlamydia like you used to be well, all the I time. Me and chlamydia were like one at one right. point. Speaking about bars, um, we want to shout out our one sponsor. Thompson's Corner. Everybody's favorite bar in Solano County, that's, Old Thompson's Corner. That's probably the truth, too. Where if any of you women are ready to go lose a bra or some panties. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what are your guys' take on family? Yeah. Well, I I really, I really didn't have um, a whole lot of family. Uh, my dad is from the east, from the Carolinas, and my mom was uh, basically an army brat. She traveled around, and she was an only child. My dad had brothers and sisters, but they're way older, and they live, you know, like I said, on the east coast. And uh, so I didn't have a like like how everybody has like cousins everywhere, and like how you guys' family is. Mine wasn't like that at all. I didn't really get a whole lot of family until I married into you guys' family. Yeah. And then I started, you know, having nieces and nephews. Oh, I do have some nieces and nephews, but I really don't, you know, talk to too many of them. There's yeah, a I think I talk to. 
I think it's weird, man. Like when other people, uh, I think it's cool. Like when some people like could embrace, you know, make friends quickly and, you know, they're, uh, like open and friendly with our family, man. It was kind of, I don't know. I think it was, it goes back to the Garrett's and shit and how important trust is and loyalty and all that you end up growing up around all that and you just become like such a like a tight knit group and you you really just trust the people that are right around you it's hard to let outsiders in yeah. and that's the bad truth. right yeah. to a point to where like sometimes man you you have good people that you know they could you could be potentially having like good friendships and good people around you but you're like so closed off you can't even open up to it and it's weird because i even think about like one day when i get married right like every girl that's going to be in my bridal party is going to be is someone in the family yeah my friends became my family you know i, I have yeah. friends since i'm you know four years old i still have friends from you know kindergarten and before I think that's cool, and I think that's what people do in yeah. their circumstance. Like, and then, like uh, I call them, I call them cousin or cousin, and these people because that's they well, become your version of family. Right, they're they're right, not blood or whatever, but you don't have a big family. So when your close friends are having like a big Christmas dinner or or whatever Thanksgiving or some, you might be likely to go over there because no, you don't I have don't. a bunch I go of with family. you guys. That's well now, right? Yeah. But I'm talking, and that's. That's because you're in the family now, right? But, like, back when you were younger, if you didn't... Like, my family, dude, on the holidays, like, we would have everybody there, right? My mom would be making these big dinners. We'd have all the family, the cousins. Turkey trays. See, we didn't, we didn't have that. <laughs> like that. We would have our immediate family around and, like, like... You didn't have a lot of immediate family, though, right? Well, I had, like, you know, like, my daughter, my son. Yeah. Um, you know, my family's getting bigger. Definitely. I guess I was thinking of like when you were younger. No, like, yeah, no, no, no. There wasn't like, no, like you didn't. Christmas consistent. You know, maybe like a sister or two would come by, but there wasn't more than like when I was a kid. Like, no, nah, it was it wasn't like that, man. It That's was like crazy to me. I couldn't imagine growing up without like fifteen thousand. And plus, our house was really small. Like you wouldn't like when we had the fight at my house that night. Yeah, dude, I was tripping. Because I had never had that many people in my house in my life. How many people do you think we had there? 40, 50 people? Probably like 40. Yeah. It was a good amount of people. That, there's no way 40 people would even fit in the Richmond house. How many square foot was it? Do you know? Not even 800. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was... The, 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 so the living room was... I could probably get two of my living rooms in this room we're in right now. Yeah. Do you think growing up in a small house made your immediate family like you your mom and dad closer you didn't have any siblings yeah you did yeah i did um, like you and your siblings too uh no it didn't it didn't uh you know i guess things happen but i'm, I'm not uh super close the, the the sibling i was closest with just passed last year um but uh no no uh me and my mom were really me and my mom were close me and my dad were, were were tight, but not like not like me and my mom. My mom was like my ace, you know, like. Yeah, I don't know if the size of a house would necessarily contribute to that or not. Yeah, it was the, small. The Rodeo house, I think all I bet they our homes were probably built around the same time back then. There they were like under thousands. The Richmond house was built in I believe forty two. No, I think maybe yours was older than ours, but ours would back then they didn't make big homes. You know what I mean? Like I remember, uh, yeah, like yeah, when they I did, we just weren't around. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it. But I remember seeing the square footage of the Rodeo house, and I never felt like it was hella small. You know, of Garrison. Yeah, it. But it that house was like uh like nine hundred. That house was bigger than the Burbank house. Yeah, it was like nine hundred square. That, but it had like the the back thing that was built out there, like before. Before my mom bought the the back house, the four street house, and before they built the the little back room in the back, that was just a shed, a little shed, and the house I was. A, that a, shed. We were fucking with pit bulls in that fucking that shed right out in the back of the Garrison house. Yeah, when in the little like uh, I in, in the shed or in the room, it was like some little fucking structure out back of the Garrison house, and we I remember fucking being in there one time. 
fucking with pit bulls and shit. Yeah, it's a little, it, that little, it was a little room my dad and mom ended up making for Tammy to have a room because before that, it was a, a two bedroom, one bathroom house, <clears throat> like 900 square feet or some. It never felt small to me, and we constantly had people over there. You know, that that was like, I remember we, we didn't even go to a lot of other people's homes. We would, and we'd go out, but, like, if we were getting together or something, usually be at my house because my parents weren't tripping you know, when, off of us. When I, was, uh, when I was a kid, like, I didn't know we were, you know, didn't have money until, you know, like, I think it was eighth grade or so, whatever I said. And uh, I thought if you had a fireplace and then upstairs, oh, Balling, right. You know what I mean, like these you're doing people, big things. Yeah, yeah. If you had a if you had a fireplace and then upstairs, I remember thinking uh, two story homes were badass when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, so did I. I thought the same thing because and a, and a fireplace for some reason a fireplace. Now I have a fireplace and I'm too scared to fucking use the motherfucker. <laughs> I think I'm gonna burn down my house. We yeah. had a fireplace in the Rodeo house. I remember my grandpa came and like did the brickwork on it. So that thing was. It was nice. I liked that. I just remember like not thinking my house like was small or anything like that, but I remember tripping when we moved and I to had the new house? Yeah, to the new house and there were multiple bathrooms. It tripped me the oh, fuck out because definitely. growing up that was a big thing. Like we had one bathroom. Same. So you pull yeah. up, we're all first dibs, second dibs, third dibs, we're all rushing trying to race to the bathroom. Yeah. So it was such a Mind fuck starting to pull up to the house and we're not fighting over who's in the bathroom because we have three now. Yeah, we have three bathrooms. And then me and my sister sharing one and that's it. And then like my mom and dad have their own. It was so... Was loving that. It was such a weird thing in my head. No, it, it, to me it still is because I'm new to this shit. And uh, having three bathrooms... Is that half three? Yeah, that's three. Dude, I don't even think I've ever... <laughs> You've never even seen the third one. Yeah, never even. I don't think you just I, heard about it. Yeah, like I, really, I put we a got new a third fucking one in toilet there? in the motherfucker, but I don't think I've ever taken a shit in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause that that's close to little man's room, and so that's kind of like his bathroom. Yeah, we have the downstairs bathroom, and then we have the master bath, and that's I use the downstairs bath to piss, and of course the master. Yeah, you know, but I don't even go into the other one. How old were you when you moved out of the Rodale house? Um, I just graduated. I was 14. I mean, I just graduated. I just graduated eighth grade, so I was 14. Well, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't graduate fucking eighth grade. Okay, motherfucker, I was 14 when I moved up here. You, just, you graduated one grade, right? Right. That was, eight, and I didn't even do that. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never. Yeah, I could tell you every inch in the Richmond home. Like, I know all the stories and of everything. I was there for over 50 years. Right. Wow. So, yeah, 50 years. We had the same telephone number for over 50 years. When we moved out of that place, I kept the fucking phone number and put it into an iPhone 12 that I, I don't think I've ever used. <laughs> so I pay a bill on a fucking phone that I don't just to keep that number. Yeah, but I, I think I told um, Kai to fucking delete get, it or something. Get rid of it. I got to move on from some of this shit. Like I kept hella shit that I probably should have let go. Like my garage, I need to go through it. I, I just kept Tammy. Yeah, I just kept on to a lot. You know, you are a bit of a hoarder. You're lying. Nah, you hoard. Am I? A little bit, yeah. May I don't know. Maybe not on like the TV scale of hoarding, where you see people that don't ever get rid of shit, but you hoard more than I do. Like, what do you mean, clothes and things? Yeah, like you like. Well, Jay, you're a fucking minimalist. I bet you got. You have probably thirty shirts. How many pairs of pants you got? Are we just like pants in total, or fucking pants? Two pairs of jeans. That's that's one. I got two pairs of jeans in the fucking hamper right now. Yeah, no, I got like I got fucking I got like thirty pairs of jeans. I got fucking. How many of those do uh, you wear? Man, I don't, bro. See, I don't. See, that's one day I might, I might need that. No, that's that hoarder mentality. Like I gotta keep this box of spare screws and nuts in the jar, in the mason jar. I never even took out of the box. I have shoes still in the bag that they came in from like Champs or Foot Locker or whatever. Those shoes might not even be in that box because I never looked in it. I just bought them and put them away. I got to keep all these old paper bags and plastic bags just in case I got to pack up a whole bunch no, of shit at just, one time. You just fucking put the whole bag and everything in the closet. The and plastic bags? Yeah, the boxes are still in the plastic bags. I never took them out. If your guys' house caught on fire, three things you're saving. Go. Besides people and animals. All right, yeah. My money. Okay. Number one. Well, you said family. 
Family and animals are fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look for family members. <laughs> <laughs> family, family's safe. <laughs> um, but my money. My bikes. My bikes. My money. I'll grab my money, run out to the garage, get my bikes out of there. I have so few possessions I give a shit about, man, I that I can't even think about what three possessions, like maybe, I don't know, it would probably come to me if I thought about it hard enough. Be like, yeah. I would, okay, I would, money, and I would grab my jewelry too. I took it from the same spot, basically. So I grab my money, my jewelry, which I don't have a lot of jewelry, but my jewelry, my bikes, and then if I had time, if there was time, I'd go grab my shoe collection. You have a lot of fucking shoes. I know. You're not going to have time. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to grab the ones that mean the most. So money, jewelry, motorcycles, and shoes. He went over the three. <laughs> well, money and jewelry, I don't know. Yeah. And I, if I really had time, I'd go back and start grabbing like the pieces off my wall and stuff. Okay, yeah. Jason. I got a baby pictures, family I. I that's what I would say, pictures. And yeah, all my pictures are at my old house. I think pictures are important. I Me like too. that. Um, so I don't have a lot of pictures here, but like, let's say you I don't have any fucking. I'm, pictures. I'm not talking about like you pictures. Do have, I bought and you, it's on the floor. Thank you, thank you for my one picture. <laughs> I needed something for this. I house. mean, like family pictures growing up. And yeah, things. that's the kind of pictures. This motherfucker ain't got shit, so I buy him shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I want to see him. <laughs> You're like, I'm tired I of you. Bought him shoes. I bought him <laughs> tired of you not having Decorations. shit. <laughs> the Niner champagne bottle. I feel like the, the less I buy, the more you're going to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> this table? <laughs> yeah. Look at this shit. It's working, man. This minimalist shit works out. <laughs> Get all your shit for free. Huh? Yeah. I'd probably just save pictures. And then I have some things that grandma got me or like wrote me when she was away. And then Uncle Matt that I have like in this. I have like a little box for emergencies. If there's ever a fire. My money my money's in a bank because I'm not an old school weirdo that likes to keep cash and pay for everything. But I'd have to save grandma too, because she's Oh yeah. <laughs> she's oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I do? I got stuff. Yeah, my I got I got my mom, my, my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my dogs. They're already burnt, but I still think it's important to get them out of there. Right. Yeah. You, you don't want to double burn them. No, That's don't. fucked up. It would be hard to discern from, like, the fucking, your house and... The other ashes. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, just be scooping up random ashes, pretending like that's the spot. Yeah. And they'd probably be mostly... Wood in the mud <laughs> yeah. That's probably mostly grandma right there. <laughs> But no. Tammy goes for everything. No, see, oh, no. but no. that that would be the thing. Like Listen. she can't, like, and the house is burning down, and you can't do that. What no. what really Fire is important? Fire is coming down the hill. Tammy goes into the garage to get a ladder to get on top and grab the fucking statue that used to be outside of Grandma's house. The little face. That's what Tam Tammy's trying yeah. to grab. Thing weighs like eighty pounds and it's useless, and she wants that. House is burning down. I might. I mean, kids and pets are safe. I might just leave and say, fuck it. Well, I might just I go hop I'll... in the car and be like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything I think I'd... Take. I know. Like, is there anything? I got a necklace. Some jewelry that Dude, I got a necklace house, that... And then my cash, and I think maybe yeah, but... a couple crystals or some shit, because I spent money on it. That's about all. Crystals? Yeah, like, I don't like fucking weird have crystals? Anything. Like, fucking... They're like, magic. Tammy fucking yeah, summon right. fucking the moon. Have you seen my room? No, I just, I've seen, like, it looks kind of like a fucking smoke fucking... It is. It looks like a fucking smoke like shop on Telegraph in Berkeley from just walking <laughs> by it. It's like an acid It is. Your extensive... It smells like Nog Champa. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It smells like Nog Champa and crystals when you go in there. Crystals don't fucking smell, but yeah. And bong water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. All right, we're finishing up here, guys. we got to wrap it up. We want to give out any shout outs. Oh, shout out to Thompson's Corner. Uh, I love you, Jeff Rowe. And, uh, we got anybody, Jay? Yeah, I got a lot of people, bro. Speaking of your guys' parents, shout out to both of them. They raised great men. Thank They're you. not Thank here you. with us today, but shout out to them. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, both 
Your parents are gone and my parents are gone. Yeah, man. They're partying like in orphans, heaven right now. Bro. We're orphans. We We're have orphans. nobody. We have nobody. Luckily, this family adopted us. Luckily, you us. have 16 cats. <laughs> Thankfully. Luckily, my kids adopted me. Otherwise, I'd be an Did orphan. Did you smoke drunk tried to fucking attack Kyra last night? Oh, I mean, was, your dog? Yeah. Was Kyra asking for it or was my she boy was, smoke? Hey, I bought him a new pig toy and she fucked with it. You don't fuck with you smoke's pig not. toy. Everybody, Everybody knows, knows that. that. I don't even run up on smoke toys. toys now and don't fuck with none of them. What did That's he do? Shit. He fucking like, rah, like you know, he was <laughs> do fucking he like, do it again. He was rah, you know, like he was fucking about it. You saw a lot of teeth. I laughed. Was his mohawk? Did you fucking... yell at him? No, I, I heard it. I was downstairs. Oh, you didn't get to witness it? No. Did no. Kai slap the shit out of him for getting no. funky? No, she fucking like yelled at him. Now she's giving him the cold shoulder. She won't she's... talk to him. She's not talking to Smoke because no, he did she, that? She has fights with the animals, bro. I wonder if Smoke like, knows this. She's like, it. I'm not feeding you tonight. Right, she Ask like, your dad. Like, I don't get it, but, you know, she has... She's being short with Smoke right now. She's not being nothing with Smoke. Like, she's Smoke's cut him. off emotionally. Right. I wonder if Smoke has any idea what's going on. Nah, he don't give a fuck. Smoke don't give he a just, fuck. He as long as I'm right there, he's cool. He got his pig toy. He ain't tripping. Oh, he's fucking shaking the fuck out of it. Once again, uh, we are, we ventured off into the wild lands of Solano County. We encountered the rare species, Ron Bizzle, in his native habitat, which few people have witnessed. You may never witness it again. He's one of a kind. I'm going to have to look this dude up to see if you sound like him. I don't even know who the fuck he is. How do you not know David Attenborough? Everybody knows this motherfucker, man. He's beautiful. He wasn't no Steve, that fucking alligator Irwin, bro, no. That dude was a beast, bro. Attenborough. Attenborough, he's a narrator. He's not an actor in front of the screen. Hey, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That wasn't acting. Oh, he was an actor, bro. this motherfucker get damn near ran over by a truck that he had just jumped out of. That Steve Irwin was a motherfucking fool.